Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations. We have Stephanie Haynes here today with you and I to explain to us and to help us Find the Pathway for Your Child. She's also the author of a book, College Is Not Mandatory. And to some of you, that might sound like music to your ears because it feels like a weight that could be lifted off of your back because not every young adult is meant or needs college to be successful in life, nor to be happy. And isn't mm-hmm. that really what we all want? So Stephanie's going to talk to us about what do we do with our child? How do we support our child? How do we support our students and the schools in which we work in to be able to provide the information and the resources that are already available to students, but we need to take advantage of so we can really streamline the process in the best way that we can. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to be here today. It's such a pleasure. And it's really such a refreshing topic because Mm. just like I had in the introduction, it's a really nice way of thinking that there are so many different options out there for young adults. So could you explain to us what led you, what was the need that Mm -hmm. led you to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. There's multiple layers to that. Let's just be clear. Um, But the idea was first and foremost, the anxiety and fear level of today's high school students Um, is so high and it comes as a direct result of is my GPA good enough? Am I going to get into good enough college? To almost the detriment of actually learning the material, what's most important becomes the grade and even not just the grade, but the percentage of the grade. Is it a high enough A and so on? And that bothered me as an educator and as a lifelong learner, they didn't want to learn necessarily and that's not a detriment to them. They were living up to the cultural standards. So they just wanted to get the good grades so they could get into the college because that's when life would really start, which is not necessarily true, especially if you're going to college and you don't know why. And a lot of our kids weren't necessarily getting all of the support they could get to determine that. Again, that's not even a detriment to the career guidance counselors that we have in our schools because they have you know, I don't even know how many students, some schools have, you know, 500 kids that they're supposed to see in a year. It's ridiculous. And so how are they going to be able to help them? And so I thought there's got to be a better way. Then my daughter who was attending the university at the time was not doing well. And we didn't think she should go, but she decided she had to go. She graduated. She hated her degree, felt lost and didn't know what to do for six months. When we tried to process through all that and help her, she finally admitted, wait, I'm a creative person. Shocker. We all knew this. Um, And I love hair. So why wouldn't I go to cosmetology school? Okay. So all of those combined made me think, well, why are we not helping our kids in some other way identify what else they can do besides college when they come to thinking about what what their life is going to be like after high school? And so that's what led to the book. 
And that cultural standard that you speak of, I think we really need to be very sensitive in what that is, what that can look like, and more mm -hmm. so, what kind of mindset we are really developing with our youth. You know, right. I think sometimes it starts with the sports or the yeah. really intensive extracurricular activities. And then yep. like you're saying, it's not just the A, but what degree of the A? Mm -hmm. In my, I know my son, like he fell victim to that as well. It was very important to him. And then when he just graduated in 12th grade last year, I noticed something, Stephanie. And I think right. that you'll like this point. And it's really about that culture. So mm -hmm. with all proud and good intentions, the school had every college that the student was going to. And then they had the child's name on that college. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at it and I said, well, what about the trade schools? Or right. what about the family business? Right. They all take the same skills. Can you right. talk to us to raise that awareness? So when yeah. we do see things that seem, oh, that's so great, but it's really not one size fit all. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you're right. We do. We have college signing days for the student athletes, right? We do have that college announcement as they walk across the stage, you know, what their post high school plans are. But, you know, I think it's something that has been developing over the last two, three decades, right? When I was in high school in the 80s, and then when I first started teaching in the 90s, college was not a mandatory thing. And over the next couple decades, it became this thing that we all had to do because that's what gave us the white collar jobs because blue collar was no longer good enough. Well, we'd already had that divide in our culture to begin with. And so if you wanted to get out of whatever poverty you might have found yourself in or any low, come, low income, or if you wanted to get into the highest echelons of income, you had to go to college. So everybody started going. The problem with that thinking is that while it might have worked in that particular time, today's industry does not require that. And today's level of success and income does not require a college degree to achieve it. We can count many examples of people who didn't go to college who are wildly successful because they followed their passions and they built it into something. They worked hard, don't get me wrong. They worked hard, they learned, they did what they needed to do, but they got where they wanted to go because they followed that path. What we have now is such a, a lack of awareness of what else is out there besides college that we don't know how to help our kids. And when they say, I don't wanna to go to college, we kind of panic, well, okay then what are you gonna do? And then let's not forget the other cultural part about this. What am I as a parent gonna post on Facebook? What am I gonna say about my college, my kid's college acceptance? And again, this is not a negative on parenting. This is what we've adopted with what we learn. This is the culture we're a part of. So if we wanna change that, we can do that in several ways. One, we can start empowering our kids to think about what they want by telling them, listen, I'm here to support you. Your job is to figure out what kind of career you want to have after high school, maybe just for your 20s, maybe 20s into 30s, who knows? But let's talk about those careers, things that you're interested in, and let's find the way to get there that's best for what you want, what we can afford, whatever that looks like. If you're a teacher, then it's stop talking about, you have to get do this well so you can get into college, because you're gonna have to do this when you get into college. Well, okay, yeah, but not everybody's getting to college and the skills that you're teaching are equally as valid in the professional world. So let's talk about when you step into the career that you're going to step into, no matter what it is, you're gonna to need to be able to show up on time. You're gonna to need to be able to make sure your work is up to the level it needs to be. You're gonna to need to make sure you're holding up your end of the team project. If you can't do those things, no employer is going to hire you. 
But if you do those things well, this is what can go on your resume, even as a student in high school. We're doing the same end. We're just calling it something different. And we're opening up the doorways for students to choose something beyond just college. And again, I am not against college. I don't think college is a horrible place at all. I think it's amazing when it's the right fit. But if it's not the right fit for what a student wants to do for college, or excuse me, for their career, then why would we send them there and give them $100,000 worth of debt or more just to say they got a degree? So it's that kind of process that I start thinking through is what do you really want to do? What's the best pathway for you to get there? And whatever that involves, how do we help you get into that? And do you hear the things that Stephanie is saying here? She's talking about the, the culture. She's talking about that there are concrete ways to really explore and travel to be able to, to have those conversations of what you're interested in, what are your life aspirations, and then if you don't know the next step, then Stephanie can actually help you find those next steps. And my 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 take too is, because right now I'm in the, okay, we set up the dorm, here it is, <laughs> congratulations. And it is very exciting, but I have to tell you, it, it kind of makes me shake my head, even with my own son, because they're not on Facebook. The kids aren't on Facebook. So why are we doing this? And everybody's, and it's almost like if you don't. So you know what I'm going to say? Those parents out there, if your child has not gone to college, but they're going to a trade school, they're walking into the family business, they're working with all those skills mm -hmm. that Stephanie had mm -hmm. just said, be proud and be just as loud. Because yeah. what you'll do is you'll infuse in that society that we've created to go, 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 and up means college, then you're going to put that splash of other perspective in there that yeah. we really need to see. So mm -hmm. that way people think of, oh, you know what, let me call Stephanie because I'm okay with the fact that my daughter doesn't want to go to school. Now she's ambitious, a little lost. We don't know quite <laughs> where she wants to go. And let's face it, how many kids are like that? Many. You're not mm -hmm. the only one experiencing that. All right. Right. So Stephanie, talk to us about that child who might feel lost. They don't know. Yeah. How do you come in? You know, those are the kids that I love the most because they're not trying to fight something that they're trying to fit into. What they're trying to find is a place that they want to fit. And through the coaching training I've done, um, I've learned to ask the questions that they have the answers to. They just didn't know it. Most of us know what we want out of life. We just don't know how to get to the place where we can identify it. And so what I would do is work with that child and say, okay, so what kinds of things are important to you? We do a lot of values clarification. We do a lot of personality kind of development. What is it about you that makes you tick? We talk an awful lot about your passions. And some people think passions are just these things that, you know, maybe you can make money from, maybe you can't. But that's not what I ask. I ask, what about the world bugs you? What about your community bugs you? What about the way your your surroundings are operating is just not right according to you? I love Those that. Those are some insightful places for me to say, oh wait, so everything in those questions, you focused all on the education system. Hmm, what do you think that is? What do you think is going on in there? We talk a little bit more. I don't have the answers because it's not my life that has to be lived, right? They have to live their life. My job is to figure out how to get them to where they can identify what they really want and then show them this is how it can be done. 
Um, I had a client who knew 100% she did not want to go to college. It was not on the table. She was not going. Her mom was like, I support this. I just don't know how to help her figure it out. After a series of sessions, she finally admitted what she wanted most was to be the charter, the captain of her own charter company and that she was going to take families around Hawaii to give them the best family vacation memory they could have. Now, that's amazing. She said, but I'll never be able to do it. I said, why? Well, you just don't do those things. I'm like, but aren't there those people who do that already? She said, well, yeah. Well, so we talked through the steps it might take to become that, what education she might need, what training she might need, what income financing and all kinds of things. And she actually built a pathway where, that started with a gap season program where she traveled to Costa Rica and did just that for six months, Amazing. got her master's dive certification and is thriving now being a, cap, a charter captain for somebody else on their boat. I mean, come on. So these are the things that we can do. I just think it's important that as parents, we talk about those things that, yes, my daughter's taking a gap season and she's doing this and she's happy. That helps other parents know that it's okay Right? And here's the thing. If you were to go back and talk to your 17-year-old self, would you be in agreement with your 17-year-old self with what you did? And if you, you know, for what, you, what happened after high school. And if you are, fantastic. You have a very unique story because most of us do not stay in the same thing we said we were going to do when we graduated high school at all. So we can give our kids that benefit and share that wisdom. Like, I thought I was going to do this and I didn't but go try it anyway, because it'll lead you to something else, even if we're not sure about it. You just have to give them the permission to open up and want to explore, because ultimately they want to please us as their parents. They want to make sure we're proud of them, and they want their peers and their teachers to think that they're doing something good too. So the adults in their world, we just need to say to them, listen, I want you to build what's important to you. Let, help, let me help you do it and then withhold our judgment when they choose something. You're like, I don't know. Are you sure? Just let them work it out because they'll probably just be, that's one stop on their list of figuring things out as they go. Right. And with that guidance, then they still feel a little bit more secure. They're still mm -hmm. moving ahead. They're not getting stuck in that rut, if you will, that a parent's really a nail biting about like if they stop now what they might not ever go back to try yes. and finding that job um you know so now that we've spoken a bit about the parent and the child relationship and support and your role within that talk to us about what you've seen schools can use to help support their students yeah absolutely you know one of the best ways that schools can support their students is to first change that language. It's not about college for all, it's career. Let's talk about how we're getting you ready for any future career. That doesn't mean that college is out of the picture. What it means is we're not holding any post high school training option as the best. What we're doing is we're helping kids identify how they best wanna use their skills, aptitudes, and talents in the world to change the world. That's what we're talking about ultimately. Then along the way, let's help them learn all about the different options. You know, you've got a local community college probably really nearby where kids can go for dual enrollment classes and maybe get their associates even before they graduate or right after graduation. Many of the programs at local community colleges are free. So maybe there's a way for kids to be able to move ahead and get some training or certification without having to pay that they didn't even know about. Well, let's talk about what it might be like to get an apprenticeship 
There are a lot of youth apprenticeships across the country. There are a lot of adult apprenticeships too, as well as when you turn 18. What apprenticeships are out there in the companies you might want to work for? Often these are paid, right? Apprenticeships aren't free. Internships can be free, but apprenticeships are paid. And they're worked with with a mentor who wants to be there to train you in that industry. Depending on how long it goes, you can have up to two years of industry experience and be paid for it. Let's talk about military. What can the military offer you on front lines and non-front lines, right? Because if you think about it, the military is a city unto itself. So everything that exists in a city has to exist on a base. Anything from cosmetology to chef to, you know, mechanic to front line, all of that, right? Well, let's talk about the different trade schools that are around. What else is out there besides the four-year college? Then we can also say, listen, maybe you go there for 18 months and you develop a certification that will get you gainful employment that you can do part-time while you're finishing up your education at a four-year college and now you have less debt. Right? It really does come down to how creatively can we help these kids understand what's available to them based on the area that they are in or maybe the area they want to travel to. Right? What did that really look like for them? And that's what we can do as a school. Right? It can happen within our, um, any one of our classes. It doesn't have to be just the career guidance person's job to come in and talk about it. Although, if that's what your career guidance counselor wants to do, then invite them in, whether you're English or math or science, it doesn't matter. If you have a career and technical education program at your school, have those teachers come in and talk to your classes about what it would be like to have careers in those areas. I know there's a lot of precious time that needs to be spent on teaching subject matter. I get it. But there can be 10, 15, 20 minutes of introduction of a career on a regular basis in your classrooms and you'll still be fine. Right? As a classroom educator, I can do it. I know you can do it. It can happen. It's going to be okay. I promise you. Right? And so and then you can also think about what other industries are in your area. What problems are they experiencing? And this is where real world relevance becomes um, classroom work. Right? So we're talking a lot about the terminology relevance in education right now. Um, this generation is asking, why are we doing what we've been doing? Why are we still educating the way we're doing? What is that all about? Well, now if we look around at our industry and our area and say, well, what problems are they facing? Maybe we can collaborate with other teachers and create a solution to that problem using the subject matter we have to master. Now it's really relevant and there's a reason. And oh my goodness, they might have to present it to somebody in a company. How, how cool might that be? There's a lot of different things we can do that won't add extra work to us as educators and instead will empower our students to really want to learn, which is what we really want anyway. And it's such, it could be very exciting. And I agree that especially those, those special area teachers where, you know, maybe like you mentioned, the English or math is not a typical thing where you would have your guidance counselor or someone come in to talk about careers because maybe your school district already has a survey or a conversation or a program where they you know they, they kind of find out and they answer some questions I know I've done this too and mm -hmm. just to see what their preferences are but if you are that educator that kids open up to and you've got more than one that are saying I want to do this I want to do this I think Stephanie's idea of having somebody come in and talk about it to your class even if it's just that class that year you're expanding your mind and really yourself as a resource provider for your yeah. own students. Absolutely. And you got to think too that 
What we know about what's available in careers, our students may not have any idea about because it's, you really only choose from what you know. So if you don't know anything beyond the basics that are in your neighborhood, then how are you ever gonna think about something that might be bigger, that might actually be more beneficial for you? So how can we even use our subject matter to introduce careers? What careers can you talk about while you're going through a novel or you're talking about writing or you're analyzing you know, an, an essay? What kind of careers can you reference that maybe be part of that also, what are careers are in the actual novels that you're reading? What work are they doing? You know, let's point that out. If you're in math, everybody wants to know, when am I gonna use this? We'll start talking about the careers of mathematicians beyond the math teacher. Where else is math used? It's used in everyday life. You and I as adults out of high school know this, but they don't, they have no idea. Same with science. They don't know that science is a factor in everything from developing cosmetics to clothing to all kinds of, they don't know these things, so how can we help them recognize that our subject matter is not just to get that letter grade, to get that GPA, to get into that college that they don't even know why they're going to? You know what? I just think that's very profound because there really hasn't been an emphasis for us educators to be talking about it or really shaping our own mind and how can we infuse this? Mm -hmm. Now, I know from the elementary level, and Stephanie's so cute, I mean, they have a transition, right? So they have to say um, every year they draw a picture and they write a line. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it that they want to be? And mm -hmm. sometimes it's really wild because that caretaker in your classroom, mm -hmm. she wants to be the nurse or, yeah. you know, he wants to be the doctor. And it's like, yeah. wow, I could see it. And you're only in like second grade, you know? Right. And then you go back and they want it to be the same thing in first grade. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really very insightful. Yeah. But then you've got the, this student who's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, I want to be an art teacher too, because that uh -huh. looks really cool. And I know my friends, they want to be art teachers. And yeah, the art teacher, Ms. Pontillo, she's awesome. So I, I want to be like her. So then they kind of yeah. get on this big bandwagon. So if we can see that how excited that kids get, even at a young age, talking mm -hmm. about what they want mm -hmm. to do with mm -hmm. their life, then maybe that can help us to have Stephanie's words resonate when we are teaching. And even if we've never thought about having those moments to enlighten or infuse and integrate different types of careers while we are teaching the curriculum, maybe mm -hmm. that can spark a little bit of inspiration mm -hmm. for all of you out yeah. there. Well, absolutely. And even as a parent, if you think about all the things that you might do with your child in a day, think about a summer day, maybe you start off going to the park. Well, who maintains those parks? Who designs those parks? Who makes sure those parks are protected? There are careers associated with that park. When you head to the grocery store, who made sure the food was in there? Who made the food? How did it get there? Who runs it? What kinds of things can you start talking about when you go to the doctor's office? Who was at the front? Who greeted you? What did they do? What does the person do with the, the, the nurse? What does the doctor do? What does the you know, um, physician's assistant do? What are those things about? When you're out at the beach and you're watching people, what does a lifeguard do? I mean, it can be very simple and just exposing your kids and making them aware of what else is around them. Even if you don't feel like you know enough, that's okay. Just start with where you're at and then encourage them to say, well, what do you think it'd be like if you did that? Would you like to do that kind of thing? And you'll get a good feel for your children 
whether they want to be, like you said, a caretaker, or maybe they want to work behind the scenes, or maybe they want to be some kind of design person, whether it's clothes or machines or roller coasters or cars or whatever, maybe like to fix things. You know, if your kid likes to take things apart all the time, don't get mad. Keep getting them junk stuff to take apart because there's something in there. They want to learn. Those are the kinds of things that we can kind of do as parents as well um, as educators in and outside the classroom. Having those conversations, asking those questions, really pointing out and highlighting what this person did and on everyday life, everyday appointments, everyday stores and interactions Mm -hmm. can really help to guide from what I'm hearing your child and also your students. Mm -hmm. So that way, when it comes to 11th grade, they're not like, oh yeah, so I got to figure this out now. Right. Right. That's the worst because then panic sets in, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I only have a year and a half left of high school. What am I going to do with my life? And then it gets so overwhelming. They shut down. You know, it's just, it's not a good place for anybody to be because they feel like they have to have it figured out by the time they graduate high school. But that's just not true. You just have to have the next step figured out. After that, you'll figure out what's next. Talk to us to the teacher who doesn't really have much experience with, you know, not knowing really what to say, but I mean, I've seen this a lot too. So we have students who want to be fashion designers Mm -hmm. or these famous YouTubers or, you know, (laughs) just something that seems so out of realistic reach. So what do you say? What do you do in that kind of situation? That's a really, really great question because at first outset, we're like, how are you ever going to do that? You know, I mean, we're, we're adults. We have this perspective over a wisdom of experience of like, ah, it's not very common. Okay. But if we tell them that, then the resentment builds against us and we create an opportunity for them to feel that they're not good enough, which is not our intent at all. But if we say to them, okay, if that's what you want to do, what do you need to do to get there? What steps do you need to take? What kind, what's the first thing you need to do after that? What training do you need? What equipment do you need? What investments do you need? If you want to be the top fashion designers, how did the top fashion designers get there? What do you know about them? What would your competition be like? Ask them those questions and make them do the research. You'll learn really quick about whether or not they actually want to have that career or if they're just dreaming about it. You know, they say, I want to be the best fashion designer. Okay, who is that today? What happened? How did they get there? Go research them. Go ask for an interview with them, just an informational interview. Can I talk to you about your pathway? I tell you, adults love it, love it when kids call them and ask, how did you get where you are? Yeah. Reach out to them wherever. Those are things that we can encourage our kids to do, students and as parents, so that they own it and not us. Right. And, and you see how Stephanie's making it very concrete. Now, suddenly we have questions to ask that lead to the who. Who's mm-hmm. your inspiration in that field? And then the how, how will you get there? And then maybe I'm always about the why. So why do you want to be there? Mm-hmm. Really, really important, insightful answers to be gained from the student. What great conversation this is. What comes to mind, Stephanie? Share something with us that, whether it be that, that that I don't know, student or parent that is a big block or that they just blossomed. Share with us something that inspired you during your line of work. (laughs) So um, my daughter, and I I have a lot of clients, but my daughter, she struggled a lot in school. School was not her thing. She's now going to be almost 25. um, And she's in cosmetology school after finishing a degree. 
but it took her a while to get there. And when she got into cosmetology school, she started blossoming and becoming aware that all of her creative intent was used in this field. But what was more important to her was she recognized that she was getting access to learn how to help every kind of woman and every kind of hair get work, right? To be beautiful, to have every kind of woman feel they could be beautiful. And that sparked for her this desire to say, wait, why is it that certain people come into certain salons and other people have to go to other salons? Like this is not okay for me. So she's building her own portfolio of work that is just off the charts wild, but she's working with every different kind of client you can think of because her goal is to open a salon where no matter what gender, no matter what um, pronoun, no matter what um, race you might be, you can come into her salon and not only will you feel welcome and appreciated, but you'll walk out of there feeling beautiful no matter what you want. And along the way, there'll be some support for whatever's going on in the community to make sure that community knows this is a place to be. That's nuts right? That she's just got this vision and it's very, very, very clear. She wants to make sure that people are not marginalized in the way that she can do that. That's, that's amazing that's to big. me. And I, I just, that's I'm big. like, how, did... <sighs> but that's what happens when your kids find their way. Right. right? And they, she has no idea how she's going to get there. She has no idea about how to running a business yet. Nothing, but she's getting the first step done. And that's what we're talking about. All and the, the rest time. will come. One step yep. at a time, the rest will yep. come. That vision, that dream, that drive and passion to get her from making it a fantasy and a dream to reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's one Absolutely. step ahead yep. in front of the other. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that maybe we haven't spoken about? You or know, is this is, about- yeah, well, this process that I'm talking about of, of coaching kids through the awareness of who they are and what they want to do with their lives after high school, if you will, even if it's just for a short time. Excuse me. Um, it takes it takes some patience, and it takes the willingness to ask open-ended questions that might be uncomfortable, and whose answers you might not know. And even if you get the answers, you as the parent or the or the teacher might be uncomfortable about it. But sometimes you don't even know what questions to ask, right? And so in the, in the book that you mentioned that I published, I put in a whole guide that has questions to ask to help kids identify what's important to them, what their passions are, what options might work for them or not work for them. And it's about the kid's response, not about the parents, right? So it's about asking them and empowering them. And sometimes we just don't know how to start. So... I have that put together, but I just think it's important to just start asking, what would you like to do? And if I was going to support you in doing that, what would that look like? Because sometimes they just need to know they have permission to dream beyond whatever has been the norm of your family up to that point or the norm of your school up to that point. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can head to stephaniehaines.net. Um, and there's a contact button. You can contact me right there. There's a whole contact page. You want to fill out a bunch of stuff. That's fine too. Um, and you can go on there and you can subscribe as well if you're a parent or an educator to the two newsletters I send out. Uh, and then you can just get more information about who I am while you're there as well. We are going to have all the links available in the description of this episode. So for you, all of you out there who have 
Career is on your mind. This is the path to take for now. Find out the information, get inspired. And mm -hmm. if careers for your child is not on your mind or even for yourself, then just think about the younger years of how we are quote unquote, maybe grooming with that society and that culture. And just mm -hmm. remember to support your child's growth mindset. So that way they believe in themselves, believe in the skills that they have. So when it is time to decide, what do I want to do with my life? They have the skills that they want to meet the needs that they may see that are available for them to make a career out of. So Stephanie, thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved this conversation today. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout-out on social media.